Arrgh, grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. Uh, it's an odd one this week, we're recording on a Friday morning, so there might be interruptions from uh, Kerry's CBT drop delivery from Ocado. I think that's happening in a few minutes, isn't it, Kerry? <laughs> yeah, I wish. That would be nice. We were delayed by my very middle-class um, bread-making activity, so that held everyone up by a few minutes. Um, to save Kerry the agony of um, calling me out, yes, I am in a poncho because it's very cold here in my office. So that's very much the vibe. Guys, how are you feeling? The only thing about that, Peter, is you said CBT, which is Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. Uh, Freudian slip. Rather than CBD. Um, do Ocado not do that? Probably, to be honest with you. Yeah. She didn't pick up the hint, Matthew. Oh, do you, are you saying I need some? <laughs> I didn't. I mean, it's great if it comes in truck format. I mean, that would be very, well, be, make it very easy to um, to take on board. Someone posted an, an old advertising article thing about Sanatogen wine for housewives in the sort of 60s or something, 60s or 70s. It was kind of mother's little helper. It's basically Buckfast, but from the pharmacy, isn't it? Yeah, it was alcoholic and it had sort of vitamins in it as well. And they were actively encouraging housewives when, you know, hubby's at work and all you've got to do is the mundanity of housework to, to neck loads of this sanatogen sort of alcohol. That's like um, kind of like a snake oil salesman in the Midwest where you'd they'd be, you know, Coca-Cola famously had cocaine in it. Mm. You know, um, Freud was uh, uh, um, giving people all manner of things to help with their ailments, wasn't he? You know, I mean, it's, it's, so it's just the whole, there's nothing new under the sun. No, I mean, the cat CBD situation, I did look it up and it, it seems to be split between it being fine, you know, cats and dogs can have CBD. It's, it just makes them sleepy. Um, it can, I think it can give them an upset stomach if the dose is too high. But how do you know what dose to give? But THC is toxic for cats and dogs, even in small doses. I know that's sort of different, isn't it? Yeah, when they start <laughs> listening to metal by Pink Floyd and enjoying it, you know they've had enough. <laughs> And what about cognitive behavioural therapy for cats and dogs? Is that something we're advocating? Joy could probably give some of that, being the, the animal whisperer that she is. Yeah, and, and actually, given that um, this poor... I mean, it's not a poor morgue. What's that stupid cat called again? Hilda. Hilda, yeah, sorry. Given that Hilda is living with several of the most annoying people on earth, maybe a <laughs> few kind of therapy sessions with um, Joy would be just the ticket. <laughs> yeah, could be. Um, it can actually help with pain and inflammation, though, can't it? So lots of people do take CBD. Have you guys ever? You get gummies, don't you? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't taken it. I know a lot of people that do. Um, it's it's a little bit odd regarding the law here in Portugal. Mm. I don't think I don't think you're actually allowed to buy it here, even though cannabis is decriminalised. Okay. There's a few head shops downtown, actually. So. I've thought about it before. Like, um, you know, the gummies sound quite nice. I know you can get smokables, can't you, as well? So you can. It's yeah. meant to basically get you high without any of the part of it that gives you anxiety or increased heart rate, or all of that stuff. It's yeah, the no, it's the psychoactive reactions. Are not, yes, yeah. that all sounds quite agreeable. Um, yeah. Well, Kate's taking it by the bucket load. <laughs> Blimey, it's not working, is it? No, yeah. she's not a good advert for any any drug. She's maybe she should start dr dropping it into Jacob's food. This is the thing you you would assume Jacob had been taking it by the gallon, and you'd assume that Kate had been on a kind of a a solid course of Mandy and Coke 
for you know the last five years. Yeah, what, I mean, what would Kate be like if she wasn't taking this CBD? That's what I want to know. <laughs> She'd be running around Grey Gables with a shotgun. Oh, sorry, sorry, Will. Yeah, she she was quite marvellous with her sarcasm though, wasn't she? When Hazel was there. Oh, we are honoured because she travelled further to see yeah. them than she had at any other point in the pandemic. Yes, I particularly like the bit where she was like, um, you're not vegan, are you? She's like, no. She went, well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she can't even wait for people to ask her the question. Mm. Was I alone in finding the whole Hazel, Peggy and Kate triangle really quite entertaining and looking forward to more? Oh, no, you weren't alone. I loved it. Um, actually, I've, I've got something in common with Hazel. Go on. It's that um, I, too, have had a dizzy spell when someone mentioned lentil stew. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I 100% believe you, Harry. <laughs> followed by nausea, followed by violence. What are the five stages of meat deprival for, for a warbus? It starts with fainting, nausea, anger. Is that, is, does acceptance ever come along? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> You just have to sort of gnaw on a bone at that point and you'll be happy again. The emergency bone, yeah. Mm, yeah. I, yeah, the Hazel thinks she's she's stirring things up good and proper, isn't she? Is she evil? Is she genuine about this sudden nostalgic feeling for Ambridge or does she just want some cash? She's bloody awful or has been in the past and I, I don't trust her at all and nor did Kate, did she? No, anyone that uses um, daddy that much is seriously unhinged, I think. Mm. I've already started to try and wean Cyrus off mummy and daddy uh, a little bit because it, it just, he's now two and a half and it's it's sort of like, so I start to say, where's your mum? Because obviously it's uh. mummy and daddy is appropriate at, you know, toddler and baby age, isn't it? But you don't want to be, I remember when I was a, a kid on holiday in Cornwall, and um, I heard this this child, probably a Reese Mogg, shout Mater and Pater up the oh beach. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's the nuclear option. <gasps> but you're to your point, I mean, it is mm. really weird to be her age and still fixated on Daddy in that way. Yeah, she was adopted by Jack, wasn't she? So I know it's only a technicality. Also, don't you think she sounds a bit like Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> She's know? very, very breathy, isn't she? Yes, and that's sort of very non-emotional I don't know weird delivery it mm. was making me think of Margaret Thatcher maybe because I watched um the crown recently with Mimi and it was the princess Diana bit of it which had mm. Thatcher in it um so it was Gillian what's her face Anderson yes being her and that and it was really uber breathy sort of hazel delivery when they released the early press shots for that, it was a photo of her as Thatcher in the House of Commons and someone mm. tweeted it out saying, this is the Everest of tough wanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, but do, you, do what do you think about Hazel? Are you thinking, now come on, you know, she had COVID and she's had some sort of reawakening of her proper values and her place in the world? I just think she's being very duplicitous, isn't she? Mm. And she, funny enough, we mentioned the daddy thing, but she does quite, when she's in other people's company, she switches to like, my father's money paid for this. Mm. So she, and that little bit where she said, um, I'm going to be around for a while. Yeah. She, she's not going anywhere, is she? She never visited Jack when he was in the care home. 
No. And she um, evicted the Grundies, didn't she, from Keeper's Cottage. She's a nasty piece of work. She tried to get Grey Gables signed over to her by Peggy mm. um, and, so, you know, get the will changed and what have you. You were asking a question, Kerry, like, you know, does her having long COVID increase our sympathy for her? Mm. I mean, and for me, the answer is no, because you should be able to you should be able to be emotionally sophisticated enough to be absolutely concerned about someone's physical and emotional well-being mm. and also completely unforgiving of them being twats. So, yeah. like, yes, obviously it's sad that she has long COVID, but she's, that doesn't it doesn't change the fact that, you know, that she's obviously scheming. And all the stuff with Rex. I mean, it was the classic. It was the classic scriptwriters one too, wasn't mm. it? At the beginning of the week, they give you a tiny, bit, sort of little bit of room to be optimistic. They give you, you know, they do the BBC both sides thing with Kate mm. and um, Peggy. And at the end of the week, they reveal all. It's like, no, she's an absolute shitbag, and she's here <laughs> to, you know, service her own ends. Mm. Or may, maybe, maybe both could be true. Maybe she genuinely does care about rewilding and want to get involved, but she's also going to try and leverage it for as much personal and familial reputational benefit as possible. Yeah. I mean, pointing out that Jack isn't mentioned on their website, um, you know, getting Rex to change that is that's not very altruistic, is it? Really? No. It also, you've got the, she's, she's literally enjoying um peggy's generosity and hospitality mm. at the same yeah. time scheming against her true listen lads Ocado are actually here Who? knocking Ooh. at my door so i'm going to run away for about five minutes <laughs> okay so chelsea are pretty much the most odious football team in the world matthew discuss <laughs> um not that odious are they as a neutral i will put it to you and i'm bearing in mind i'm a west ham fan Chelsea fans are intensely dislikable. I would say there is a uh, an element of the match-going fans, at least, who are wrong-uns, yeah, because I've been in that situation and witnessed shit behaviour. Of course, the thing you need to know about Kerry, Matthew, I mean, I have known her a bit longer than you, is you cannot trust her as far as you can throw her, right? I mean, she is duplicitous, two-faced, scheming. Uh, I mean, have you experienced any of that? Well, she did... When she was here, I left my wallet on the table and I... Hi. Oh, Kerry, hi. How you doing? Oh, sorry, I put all the chilled stuff and frozen stuff in a fridge and freezer. You didn't hear what we were talking about, did you, Kerry? No. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. That's good. That's good. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, probably for the best. I'm just going to open a fizzy water. Did sorry. they have any oil? Did they have all the oils in your... Um... Yeah, I'm all oiled up. Jolly good. Excellent. Um, actually... Um, I think I'm definitely curious. Matthew might be. What was in there? Go on, give us the highlights of your, um, obviously, lamb. Oh, my God. There was lamb, yes. It was substituted. Um, so I've got a different joint to the one that I'd ordered. That's fine. Lamb substitute? Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, that in, wasn't that in Faulty Towers? <laughs> was it? <laughs> no, veal substitute. Sorry. Ah, oh, was it? It sounds like a band that John Peel might play or something. This is, this is quite interesting, Kerry, because we're now finding out how unfair the cliche about you is like is it all is it all sausage rolls lamb prawn cocktail crisps uh um, pork scratchings although you get those from a specialist supplier don't you (laughs) yeah no it's yeah there was some meat there was some alcohol but lots of fresh ingredients as well vegetables fruits and so on there is a bottle of advocar in there 
Oh, very nice. And um, what yeah. were we what were we blathering on about before um, you Hazel. went off to see Hazel. Hazel? The one thing that oh, we yeah. we didn't point out was that Hilda took to her. Oh yes, that is surely a worrying sign, is it not? It's the Ravens in the Tower, isn't it? If Hilda if Hilda likes you, then you know you are in league with various intergalactic dark forces. But didn't she get on with Joy as well a bit? Yeah, hmm. Joy tamed her. Hmm. Obviously, they don't have clashing auras. <laughs> yeah, it may be that Joy is the Cat Whisperer, but or is it a sign that all is not wholesome with Joy, I wonder? Well, I, I want to be wrong now. So, yes, mm. let's hope it's just, let's hope it's just that, uh, um, you know, Hilda, Hilda has peculiar and varied taste. Mm, yeah, but yeah, Hazel being amongst us is a very good thing. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and also I think that, uh, and this is one of my pet theories, that what what happens is you get someone like Trevor who comes in and obviously Julian Ryan Tut did a fantastic job and had been given a very simple brief, layer it, lay it on with a trowel and be very kind of pantomime in mm. how we, you know, you're here to do comedy, please do it and do it well. Although we might be getting him back soon. Um, and you've with Hazel before, it was very much come in Hazel and be evil. And she did that very well, the actress. Mm. And now we're getting to see sort of layers to to it all, which I'm enjoying a lot. So I, I think her being around will be quite fun. And she'll definitely find some allies in the village. Shula, anyone? Pat, anyone? Um, you know, similarly sort of um, secretly evil, pompous people who she can um, gel with. Yeah, it, there were little clues, weren't there, about, you know, she wasn't in the Royal Garden suite. She was in some room at the back of Grey Gables, as if to say she wasn't splashing out cash on having a luxurious ah, stay at Grey Gables. You're so much better at this than I am, both of you. Because I, I just listen, as as many said many times before, I just, listen, I just take everything as delivered. You believe the theory that she's um, uh, suffering financially. Well, I think it's purposefully little clues are being dropped, but that doesn't necessarily, they could be red herrings as always. But I think it was there for us to notice because Peggy commented, didn't she? Oh, not your usual. Um, and she was like, oh, well, it's only me. Don't want to be extravagant. Yeah, she was, before that, she was like uh, Stevie Nicks in the 70s. She used to turn up at Grey Gables, demand they painted the room pink and put a grand piano in there, didn't she? <laughs> I did think it was funny that um, Peggy said, oh, I don't want you staying at Grey Gables after the dizzy spell. Stay with a hundred-year-old and a cat instead. (laughs) They'll look after you. You know, um, um, Kate had to go off to Jacob's, didn't she? I like the fact that your Peggy impersonation could very easily slide into Riddling Witch. Here are my clues, young charge. (laughs) <laughs> um, answer these questions and you shall have bounty or otherwise face my etc yeah. well she does yeah. she does have that cat <laughs> True. So familiar yeah yeah and and you are obviously famously a, a not a peggy fan Kerry. yeah i'm not really uh or jill or anyone much no. <laughs> um i'm not wildly into cats either i don't have we don't have pets you you're a cat boy aren't you matthew I am a cat boy, yeah. Mm. I'm a my my boy is deep in the deep deep down in Shepton Mallet. Mm. So you'll see him at Christmas. I don't know actually. That's a tricky one. Ah, that's a tricky one. Uh, we'll try and factor it in, but it's listen. Let's just try and get over there first. <laughs> there are only three recordings before Christmas. I know. 
It's very exciting. And of course, one of them is um, the wonderful Russ coming to visit. Yeah, so in two weeks' time. Yeah, very exciting. Kerry has already started to fill out um, various Google Docs with oh. um, information about Andonis. So that's, yeah. So hopefully we're going to do a vaguely professional job. I did say vaguely, guys. The bar's not set too high. <laughs> yeah, very excited about that still. Yeah. Uh, we need to get together, lads, and work out what we're going to ask him about and so on. But that's for yeah. another time. Well, just, I mean, we, I mean, just in case I forget to say at the end, please, please, please email us at hello at the cidershed.com with any Russ, Russ or Andonis related questions. Please help us out because um, we, as Kerry said, we're incredibly excited. Yes. Hmm. Should I do one of my clumsy segues? Yeah, go on. All right. Okay. I wasn't that excited about um, the whole Blake um, plot line this week. And it was very difficult for me to explain why. And I was actually quite looking. I was listening to last night's episode this morning mm. and looking forward to talking to you guys so that I could adopt how you feel or just sort of like sort of examine. Basically, I just I'm struggling to care as much as I feel I should. Does that make sense? Yeah. How much do you think you should care? It's obviously incredibly serious. He's a young man who has experienced extraordinary hardship. Um, You know, there's not much worse ways of being treated than he has been treated. It's not just the physical abuse. It's also the the betrayal. Uh, He's suffering from Stockholm syndrome. Now he's found out that, you know, he's found now he's found out he has been suffering from Stockholm syndrome. Mm. Uh, He's got trust issues, PTSD, the full full gamut of um, Mm. stuff before you even get to what he's been through physically. And yet I find myself bored and irritated listening to it. That's my problem. Bored and irritated. I don't, I don't think that the only thing that is worrying for Blake is that he didn't get his, epiphany until he read it in the echo online and if he's going to believe everything he reads in the echo online he's in for a much more of a bumpy ride in the future <laughs> yeah borsett rovers are not that good blake look i mean there's a <laughs> there's a felpersham united as well isn't it is it oh, okay. i didn't, I didn't oh, yeah. just... no felpersham town because that was who lillian and justin were considering getting involved with they were going to buy a box at Felpsham Town, weren't they? And then mm. Lillian pointed out we'd have to watch them. And he was like, Ugh. You'd have to actually go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I quite liked that it was Chelsea who was the person delivering this information. Oh, I enjoyed that bit. Yeah, mm. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that bit. It was very specifically once he was in the police station and being interviewed by Harrison, I was kind of like, I just was like, this is supposed to be high drama and I'm not emotionally connecting with it. Oh, I quite liked that, especially, yeah. you know, the cobweb tattoo clue. And, I, and I'm now wondering which of the males in Umbridge has a cobweb tattoo yeah. <laughs> in case he suddenly catches sight of it as he reaches across the bar in the bull or something for a packet of peanuts. You were thinking Vince Casey, weren't you? Well, only I don't think it, he's he's possibly the grey man, isn't he? And the and meat was mentioned as a little clue. The meat pack. It wasn't veg packing. It was meat packing. So as soon as meat is mentioned, we all think of Vince, don't we? Mm. So what are we thinking? Vince is the grey man. Victoria is mm. going to turn out to be Mike's wife, Vicky. <laughs> and the man with the cobweb tattoo is, did you say Jim? Uh, no, I, I did, and I immediately regretted it um, because because I was trying to. Obviously, I nearly choked. Then you did. The, the joke was obviously the person who's least like that, and then I then I immediately mm. regretted the joke because I thought about Jim's 
difficult past. So, but it's what, Alan. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. I mean, don't get me started on on Alan. I'll, I'll, you know, mm. yeah, I could very, I could very easily agree with that. Ate all the quiches, didn't he, when he was pissed? Yeah, he was annoying drunk as well. Mm, yeah, he wasn't in it this week. We don't have to talk about him. But you know, if if he was cobweb man. That would be another reason to get rid of him for Shula to take over his job. One awkward thing that might have happened was that Blake's initial reaction was to kick the shit out of a Mondeo in the street. And given that Harrison's on traffic duty, I thought he might have to nick him <laughs> for that. I was listening to that episode this morning down in the kitchen and um, my son was hanging around sort of getting ready to go to work. And that bit where he was going, ah, 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 and there was thumping noise and Max went, is he whacking off? <laughs> I thought it had a good beat actually. If you listen back to it, it was quite rhythmic and the the little the car alarm was was in time as well. It's quite good. Mm, yeah. So that's the level of uh, chit chat over the tea and toast that we have in Warbis Towers. <laughs> Sorry, am I supposed to make some kind of surprise noise now like, oh wow, kind of what gosh. <laughs> surprise, Kerry. Um yeah, so uh, so it sounds. But were you? But you were you? I mean, you were. So you were taken in by the kind of drama, maybe. But did you feel emotionally invested? I just, I, I, I feel. I think because I haven't. The other thing is, I've been away from Twitter, so I haven't been able to see what mm. anyone else has been saying out there in the world. And do you think I'm just a cold-hearted twat, or was I just? Was there stuff I was missing out on? I think the more annoying bit really was that Harrison didn't know how to sensitively interview somebody. Oh God, being spoon-fed. To- yeah. The stuff by the interviewer, the, and the other thing that irritated me, maybe, maybe I was pre-irritated because because I was like the hoops they had to jump through. So Harrison's been taken off the case, and he's the you know the um, he's been told off for being terrible at his job and for you know jeopardizing everything. And then now because Blake's insisted, he's crowbarred back in. And then when that lady was talking to him about you know how he should not be a crass idiot and maybe use his common sense, it was then like oh she's not even part of the police force. No. She's Yvonne from the charity that helped Jordan. Yeah, she yeah. said to Harrison at the end, wasn't it? You did great. Mm. Yeah. Well, did, did she say that? Harrison. Was she saying that to Blake or Harrison? <laughs> I was a bit confused. No, she it? said it. She said it to Harrison. Yeah, definitely. And then sort of went, "Don't worry, Harrison. We'll look after Blake now," as if it was all tied up lovely. That was said a bit too sort of finally for me. Does that mean that Blake is disappearing from our radar now? But surely not because he has that connection with Chelsea. Mm. I assumed that he and, um, or is that us being told that Blake is, we can now rest easy because yes, while he's off mic, while he's not talking Mm. about his issues, Blake will be healing. And so don't be surprised if he suddenly takes up, I don't know, banger racing with Chelsea, uh, (laughs) gets into all kinds of scrapes. Well, Yvonne did say that they can help him get work. Um, if that was something that he wanted to do, and I think he will do that. So maybe he will appear as a worker in the village area. Yeah, and you've got Jim's flat waiting for him as well. The big shocker mm. was that um, the interview with Jordan, it came out that Philip was pocketing all their benefits. Yes, thousands and thousands. Yeah, what a wrong un. I've finally changed my mind about him. <laughs> <laughs> Will we hear his further downfall? I would off mic. Oh, we won't hear it off mic, will we? Will it be off mic? I'd love to get a mm. a clear thinking, vengeful Blake in a room with Philip. I'd love that. Yeah, that would be very, very interesting, wouldn't it? Because I presume that the benefit money can they do him for that? 
now as an additional thing? Well, if the Daily Mail get hold of it, yeah. Benefits cheap. <laughs> and there was another Philip mentioned. Did you hear it earlier? I think it was in Tuesday's episode. Was this when um, uh, Hazel. Hazel said that coming back to Ambridge was a Philip? Yes. I can't tell you what a Philip it was. <laughs> yeah, don't mention that around here, mate. I know. <laughs> Carrie, you're the Michaela Yarwood um, this uh this episode you're bringing it all out it's amazing Kerry is boosted by that review we got on itunes that said we do imp- did they didn't what was the adjective they used impressions but i can't remember what the, the adjective before it was yeah. competent or something wasn't it competent or incompetent really quite competent impressions oh god they are deranged <laughs> they're not competent at all no that was a lovely review i have thanked the person on twitter for it because anyone who takes the time to kindly write encouraging words um is 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 i don't know very much appreciated and you know can can some more of you do that please <laughs> you know and it is i mean we and also i mean we don't we know shambridge when it comes to the impersonations we don't have any no you know like she does proper quality impersonations mm. ours are very much uh, trying to capture the spirit of the characters is that a generous way of putting it yeah definitely uh, yeah we don't pretend that we're that good <laughs> that's the no. important in, in thing. fact in fact the worse they are the the more we like it to be yes honest. did you see did you see sean dyche out on the pitch in just his uh shirt and tie when it was like a blizzard Not no trousers uh, <laughs> no i think he was well i saw the photo from the waist up i hope there okay. were trousers yeah he was um he just uh, just facing into this like snow blizzard while they were calling the match off. Grin- what a man! Grinning. <laughs> I heard that, I heard someone make the point, which I think is one hundred percent accurate. That for everyone else it would be a pose, but for Sean Dyche, mm. it's just because he was feeling a bit hot. It was just Sunday for him, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, I've got. I put my Sunday clothes out. That's what they're going to be. Mm. It's a shame now because we can't do a segue to Kirsty because she wasn't on this week. Oh, no, she wasn't, was she? Oh, apart from she did the, um, if anyone has been affected by issues covered in this programme, blah, blah thing. Yeah, she was She was in that bit, wasn't she? But yeah. Mm. It's like too soon, Kirsty. you know. <laughs> hands are covered in blood. I wouldn't be, you know, you're not the right person to be doing these, um, these warnings. Although, Kerry, to be serious, you made a point that there had been a, um, there had been a certain clamour for the BBC to surround the episodes with a bit more kind of... Um, public health furniture is that a phrase that makes any sense it is yeah there there were complaints made that they're not doing those messages around the slavery storyline currently so i think that possibly was in reaction to those yeah emails into the bbc so maybe my theory holds water that that we're going to be at that that was a little clue when they said uh, we'll look after him now that blake's going to mm-hmm. be around but we shouldn't we shouldn't fuss too much over the fact that he's not, you know, recovering in front of our eyes. And that might actually be quite natural because, you know, he's, it's not just what we've heard. He's also got all the years that led him up to being on the streets, all the abuse we heard a little bit about at home and, you know, then living on the streets. So it's going to have, it's going to be years before he's able to sort of um, live, live comfortably with some of those demons um, so I think that, you know, hope, I, I do hope he sticks around. Yeah, he's he's making progressions all the time, though, isn't he? Which is yeah. good. Um, you know, and Chelsea's playing a good part in that, I think. You know, she was where she, nice, yeah. yeah, where she was like, oh, you're a big hit with the ladies, <laughs> which was um, about his hair. 
and the women who provide the food where he's staying and stuff. So she, she, and he was just like having a fag break and hanging out. And I don't know, he's made great strides and then has those slight relapses or, you know, I mean, the hitting the car, it was rage, wasn't it? But then very quickly after that, he said, oh, like, sorry, sorry, apologise to Chelsea, got it together. Mm. He wants to now, um, very quickly after hearing the article, wants to help the other um, slaves, doesn't he, by giving the police more information. It will be behind a screen or on a video camera. But nevertheless, I don't think he would have even contemplated that prior to Chelsea helping him realise. He's not staring into the void anymore, though, is he now? He's got mm. a focal point. He knows that Jordan is out there and he can yeah. make contact with him and that's going to help him. I also think he's going to get fast-tracked into building an amazing set for the uh, for the, oh, for the for passion, the mystery, for the mistress. The dr- dreaded donkey thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's the new, he's Mm. the new, right. Oh, sorry. My brain's turned to crap. He's the new Neil. Mm. No, not Neil. It's a, what's his name? I really, my, Robert. He's the new Robert for the set. Did Robert used to do the sets then? He did for a while, didn't he? And then, um, but also the, the, you know, he likes live, he likes being in the hide like Robert doing the set like Robert. Mm -hmm. So, you Mm. know, expect Robert to do a, a, um, Nigel off the roof anytime soon. Robert grew a pair this week, didn't he? He actually told Lillian to man up. <laughs> what kind of hat do you think she was wearing that he thought would affect? Was it like a 10-gallon hat? Because he said, like, you can't get in the back of the car with that. Mm. I won't be able to see where I'm going. I was envisaging a sombrero. I thought that would be <laughs> nice to, to go and get an MBE with. <laughs> yeah. She, I, what is happening with Lillian? She seems to be having a right old crisis of confidence. She used to be a woman who was sure about everything. And now she she broke down in tears. I know her hair do had gone a bit weird, but she, I don't know, she seems to be comparing herself to Linda a lot, doesn't she? And saying, well, yeah, she got her MBE for being resilient and courageous. And so she, it's almost like she's describing the things that she isn't. So I don't know what's happening with her. Well, I know, um, I know no person is defined by, uh, you know, their partner. And I know particularly it's a particularly sensitive thing, you know, with sexism for women. No woman is, you know, just a sort of a, a, a defined by their husband. But she's stuck with Justin and she used to be with Tiger. So that's, you know, that's part of it, isn't it? She used to be gallivanting around. Basically, mm. in terms of plot, she used to be able to gallivant around with Tiger. If any of her family had a go, it didn't matter because she had a, you know, an ally who 100%, she was 100% aligned with mm. in, in everything, which was basically to get drunk, make money and have fun. And then all of a sudden she's with this very weak, sort of intellectually feeble, pompous man. And, mm. you know, it's rubbing off on her is how it feels to me. Yeah, that's good point. So she's still getting drunk. She's still making money, but the fun bit yeah. is not there. She's also off the fags as well. That's probably mm. winding her up a bit. Have you two yeah. ever smoked? Yes. Yeah, but never have bought packets of cigarettes or anything. I I would might have a. I haven't smoked for years, but in the past, might at a certain point of drinking have a fag. Or in a stressful situation, I think I've had a fag at a funeral before, that sort of thing. Never properly a smoker. I was a buyer of a pack of 20 normally about three hours into a Friday night and that pack would normally sit around 
Um, if it made it through the Friday night, it would probably sit around for the whole of the weekend and might just get opened up the following weekend. Mm. So, I mean, and, but I just, it's f- the funny thing is, like, I did that pretty much solidly from about 18 to just before I turned 40. And I can't remember stopping, which is very strange. Mm. Just one day I wasn't smoking anymore. And I remember, yeah. I remember lighting one up um, on my 40th. And my wife just saying you don't smoke and <laughs> looking at me really strangely <laughs> and then me saying like oh and it was this whole thing about why do that if you don't do it and I was like oh, okay that's a good point actually and then I mm. I can but I can't remember some point around about 38 39 I knocked it on the head but I don't remember doing it yeah I prefer roll-ups to straights oh okay I'm classy like that uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah I think the less chemically I've smoked quite a bit of weed in my time, but I used to do it in a pipe without any tobacco involved. With a Sherlock Holmes deer stalker and a bloodhound next to <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but I haven't smoked that for a long time either. Yeah, it's I just um I was just I was just the reason I asked was I was thinking about what Matthew said about she, you know, part of the reason that Lillian is struggling is because she's you know a, 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 a long-time smoker who's mm. struggling to give up give up and has struggled with giving up in the past i mean i i knocked it i mean i've never been a heavy smoker but i knocked it on the head very very easily um and so i but i do understand that some people say it's worse than most you know than a lot of um class a drugs you know booze giving up mm. smoking is a kind of you know the, the gold standard of difficult things to give up at least she's not vaping you know that I just find vaping very peculiar. Holding those contraptions, that would be a fun plot as well. If she became one of those obnoxious people who blows, kind of stands around blowing kind of zeppelins of smoke around, of sickly sweet sort of fudge smelling sort of horrible. Yeah, they could have a bit of fun with that because you know I think it would be very on brand with Lillian's long time persona. Someone who's like you said, wherever she goes, there's a kind of stench of slightly stale bubble gum. Yeah, it seems very performative, the vaping thing. Yes, exactly. I, I, I don't get it. Why would you suck stuff that you don't know about into your lungs? That's one for the ages, Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know what's happening with tobacco. <laughs> I don't know. So to go back to Lillian's haircut, she had it done once. It wasn't, she got this very pedestrian style mm. haircut. And she felt that she'd been too safe and she went back and told Reese to go nuts. Yeah. Go wild. Yes. <laughs> and then said that she looked like a zebra or something. Didn't she? Well, yeah. So like, yeah. So two times pedestrian haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe she could be the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that'll, that'll bring her confidence back. I loved it when Linda, because Eddie sort of went, oh, can't we use, I can't remember the name of the pony, Gem, is it? Something like that. And um, Linda went, no, 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 that is not the socioeconomic um, vibe for the the nativity scene or whatever. It's like, yeah, I suppose that's true. The Lillian scene was because they couldn't go to the palace. They couldn't have Linda being presented with her um, award. So that became a proxy that we needed to hear someone talking about Lily, uh, Linda's fine qualities and the journey she's been on, been on. And that was, like you said, about Robert growing a pear, Kerry. That was, mm-hmm. you know, that was uh, Robert got to be a spokesperson for, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
all of um, Linda's fine qualities. And then, and then to sort of bring things full circle, you were mentioning donkeys. Then we got to see the worst side of Lillian, which was the absolute nonsense <laughs> that was a casting donkeys in a field for two hours. And then the idea that Eddie's going to go back for more and do it on his weekend. I know. I mean, Christ almighty, going to a donkey sanctuary to read lines to some donkeys. And then they've sort of got, they narrowed it down to two donkeys, one with tufty hair and one with a, I can't remember, some sort of face thing, wasn't it? Mottled um, face, wasn't it? That's it, mottled face. And then they rejected both of those. It's just pathetic. It's not funny at all. Very quick interjection. I'm slightly disappointed with Matthew for not coming back with some kind of uh, donkeys led by lines joke. I, you know, um, there's an ass joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I just can't, yeah. I just can't, I just can't <laughs> find it. I knew, I, Kerry, I knew that, that mm. while we were talking, his brain was going a thousand miles an hour coming, trying to come up with puns. Yeah, I was mm. come, trying to come up with a human resources ass joke and it's just not coming. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I've predicted, I've made a little note of something that I think will be on Matthew's notes this week. Okay, go oh. on. My notes, yeah. my notes are quite sparse this week, I must warn you. Okay. Um, but similar to last week where I thought you'd say about the rubbing off thing. Mm. The, um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. This week I thought you'd like the line where Will said it was just picking up birds. Oh, I didn't. Ooh, I didn't. I listened I, to all of I that. failed. Yeah. No. I, he, he was funny, wasn't he? About the shoot and stuff when he went, the gun weren't the problem. Yeah. <laughs> You, can I, I have to confess something here mm. um will's mini breakdown yeah occurred during the summer of 2019 and i missed that episode and i've never heard it it was quite oh. harrowing mm. it was actually it was very well acted Ed, uh, the actor who plays eddie basically had to coax the gun out of will's hands whether mm-hmm. you like Will or not, I think the actor does kind of pl- is able to give range to the you know the character, mm-hmm. and he did sound properly distraught. Ed was in the corner, panicking. Is that correct memory? Um, yeah, Karen? yeah. I just remember they were all at each other's throats at that time, weren't they? Will and Ed were at each other's throats. Ed was doing the dodgy chemical stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Will was taking um, uh, was he taking Poppy to work with him, which was like really irresponsible. Yes. Yeah. And I remember all that was happening. And then I was over in England and went somewhere. I can't remember where. And just missed a few episodes for a couple of days. And it it gave me an idea how quickly things can happen and then be popped in an envelope in the arches is that that had happened. And I was like, oh, I missed a couple of episodes. That's fine. I'll keep rolling. Yeah. By the way, Nigel's not in the show anymore. (laughs) No. I thought he was just having trouble getting that Christmas decoration down. <laughs> uh, well, okay, we, we can probably cover this off, Mike, but you're you're in for a bit of a shock. <laughs> David's involved. No. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have anything more to say about the the, the donkey stuff? We're talking about Will, and we're talking about um about the, the, the you know the, the way that that scene was acted, and Matthew was talking about all the stuff that surrounded it, how how incredibly deep that that stretch of plot was, where you mm. were you know like he was doing taking Poppy to work and you had a father concerned about his son, but not wanting to push him too far. And he's grieving. And then where, where had we, how did we get there? We were talking about Linda dragging Eddie around the field. Mm-hmm. And then 
then I was thinking, actually, there was something quite nice in that scene, which was hearing Chelsea and Mia bicker about the about the um, makeup and obviously all of the kind of schoolyard politics. And maybe that was the one thing you can salvage from the 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 the, the play. Yeah, but in amongst all of that. Will was not nice to Mia. He was, you know, Mia was like, you're not listening. Where she was trying to explain to Will about the trouble she's having with Chelsea and her friends. Yeah. That was very dismissed. And it's all about, you know, Will and his shoot and Eddie and the bloody donkey. Mia does get sidelined in that house, I think, still. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and that was touched upon, wasn't it? Because Mia was then talking to Linda about the fact that she's suffering with kind of longer-term existential issues that don't have neat and tidy resolutions. Mm. And, of course, Chelsea can wander in. And no matter how brilliantly she did in the moment, no matter, you know, spontaneously, she's done more with that little kind of random piece of spontaneous mm-hmm. uh, consideration than Mia has done with all her years, probably, of, yes. of, of genuine um, concern. But maybe they need to remember that Mia has lost her mum. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, you know, it's the, I did, I I definitely thought what you thought when Will was dismissing her, Mm -hmm. but I also gave him a little bit of a pass because he was hinting at what Chelsea was saying, rightly or wrongly, and what Linda was saying, which is that, you know, fight your battles. You know, it's, it's a. Choose your battle. Thank you. Sorry. You can, Mm. she can. She can go on the shoot and keep her dad, com- her keep her stepdad company, and do that well, and not abandon her principles. You know, you don't have to. It's a bit like going around a person's house when you're a vegetarian. You, mm-hmm. By watching other people eat meat, you're not killing animals yourself. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that no, you no. know, Will, Will, Will is Will was offering nuance, and maybe in an insensitive way, and at the wrong time. Yeah, but you know, Mia cried at the rehearsal, didn't she? She's she's having a tough time of things. Yeah, but then we have the privilege of hearing all the different scenes, whereas Will, mm. Elsie, or Linda, they're all seeing her through yeah. these kind of individual lenses. True. They need to listen to the f-ing archers then, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> or the cider shed. Absolutely, yes. yes. <laughs> and what? Um. And what's our? What? Where would she find um the Twitter page, etc., 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 etc. Our Twitter handle is at the Cider Shed Pod. Uh, yeah. Please do join in on there. It's a lovely, lovely, funny place. And Matthew, our Instagram and Facebook? Our Instagram is the same as Twitter. It's at the Cider Shed Pod. And we have a Facebook group, which is called the Cider Shed Podcast. Interestingly enough, there is a, a Facebook uh, account that admins that called the Cider Shed, which Peter set up and set up with his own birthday. So lots of people started wishing the Cider Shed Facebook personality a, a happy birthday this week, which led me to believe that Peter was secretly celebrating his birthday and didn't tell us. He didn't. And I rumbled him. So anyone that wished... Seven years old. Yes. Anyone that wished the How Cider... Old? 47 years He's old. in the 47 Club. I got there six months ago. He He's he's trailing behind me. Um, so, yeah, anyone that wished the Cider Shed a happy birthday, it was for Peter, so thanks for that. Um, yeah. One other thing I have to say, because one thing that got lost in the technical problems last week, it was also last Sunday was the birthday of my Aunt Mary, who is one of a twin. Uh, there's twins. There's Maggie and Mary. It was their birthday last Sunday, 
Uh, happy birthday, Mary. She's the lady that introduced me to the archers. So there you go. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, she's got a lot to answer for, hasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so thank you very much to, to Auntie Mary. It was, it was a bit of a peculiar week, wasn't it? I wasn't trying to just suddenly bring the pod to an end, but even though there was some really consequential stuff, I do feel like... It's sort of another one of those transitional weeks. We've kind of been taken along on a journey, even though we had the interview with Blake, which was, of course, huge. Mm. i tell you another thing that I meant to mention. Wasn't Eddie bloody annoying this week? Uh, yeah. He was vile. That bit, um, which episode was it, where he was sort of laughing about having made Clary go into the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> sort of like, oh, I don't know. He, he was just like, ooh laughing about oh you never guess what happened it was opposite the moulin rouge uh he was talking to harrison wasn't he um yeah. and then he went oh no can can for you and he went oh i, I persuaded clary to go in there I thought, oh great that's nice for her quick, quick impression of what clary might say in the moulin rouge kerry oh god no <laughs> <laughs> but he and then he sort of went oh it was just like strictly I thought he's yeah. I thought he was going to say it's just like the strip club down in Borstal. <laughs> I go time. to every week. It was horrible, wasn't it? It's that real thing of like, yeah, yeah she she enjoyed it because she said she did. It was like maybe she felt she had to say she liked it. Exactly. And how he sort of went. Oh, I only picked that place because it was cheap. Oh, what? And you didn't look at all at where it was located. That's nice of you. I, I just don't like him at the moment. I um Kerry's review building on last week Kerry's review of Eddie's romantic trip away is I think um you know one out of ten Kerry if that yes definitely uh, and then he was recommending places to Harrison wasn't he to take mm. Fallon as if he's now a man of the world and knows everything about planning trips for loved ones and <sighs> and uh, Harrison did well to to straight bat that uh, yeah, I just he did. You know, uh, Eddie you know going back to Lillian. Eddie and Lillian just look either either have them as one-dimensional cartoon characters who just uh, just get wheeled in to make us laugh fine or let them be truly rounded individuals who have some mm. kind of nuance and complexity but it, but this is the worst of both worlds with Eddie he's a kind of comedy character who's also a dick at the yeah. yeah and especially it feels like a special betrayal because I have built up a lot of affection for him so you know Mm, yeah, he's got a lot of making up to do for me at the mm. moment. Maybe we should just put a vegetable wreath on this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, so um, Kerry's got her vegetable wreath to make. Um, <laughs> as she said earlier on, it wasn't all meat and crackling. Uh, Matthew, what are you going to do with the rest of your day? Oh, you're going to work, aren't you? I've got to work, got a lot of exams to mark. Um, mm. That's my weekend, I'm afraid. And I've got to get my giant electronic turd polishing machine out and turn this thing into a podcast. So we <laughs> <laughs> doing that any minute now. Good luck with that, Peter. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you also use your turd polishing machine to get a shine up on your espresso maker, espresso maker or not? Oh, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, the uh, La Pavone Europicola is um, still in its, um, still sitting there unloved. I've only, I've only had oh, one bash of mending it. Oh, okay. All right. You're too busy making homemade bread, Matthew. Actually, <laughs> I saw, I saw the the if you, yeah, the WhatsApp group is awash with bread. Yeah. yeah Do you mean? Sorry. Have, did you just say you haven't used it at all, or you've only used it once? 
Um, as so, seeing as you asked, I will tell you. Um, I ran uh, water through it, and the water went in clear as water from a brook and came out like something out of one of Medi- uh, Eddie's old boots. So... Isn't that just making a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. So I, I do need to... I don't think you've, I... you've thought this through, Peter. What? So it's the, the, the brown stuff's the good stuff? Yeah. Ah, okay. But yeah, I anyway, the point is, I feel like there's a bit more work in it than I originally suspected. So it is, um, yeah, it's on the list of it's on the list of stuff to do. But yeah, uh, don't worry, guys, there'll be more uh, Peter's Coffee Talk in upcoming episodes, no doubt. <laughs> um, stick around for the good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. See you next week. See you. Bye. Hang on.